Welcome to Country Music Road Trip Radio. I'm your host, Amanda, and it is here again. I'm talking about the CMA Awards, and this morning, the nominees for the 55th Annual CMA Awards were announced. The show's going to happen on November 10th on ABC. I have a lot of CMA-themed episodes coming up, so make sure you subscribe or follow so you don't miss out, especially if you're like one of those like data nerds who loves the history, the how the numbers stack up. I'm just, I'm so into it. So you're in the right place for all of that. But today I'm talking about the nominations. Who's in, who's out, and all of the surprises. So Eric Church and Chris Stapleton are our top nominees for 2021. No surprise there. They are longtime favorites of the CMAs. So they scored five nominations apiece. And we're going to start with the Entertainer of the Year category. The nominees are Eric Church, Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, and Carrie Underwood. Eric is the only former winner in this category, and this happened last year when Keith Urban was the only former winner. But you'd have to go all the way back to 1990 when George Strait was the only former winner. He was against Kathy Matea, Clint Black, Ricky Van Shelton, and Randy Travis that year. And Keith Urban didn't make the final cut for this year for Entertainer of the Year, but we do find Chris Stapleton making a return to this category. This is Chris Stapleton's fifth nomination in the category, and Eric's also had five nominations, and Miranda has had five nominations. Carrie, she's got four, and Luke Combs, he's got two nominations as well in this category. Miranda actually got her first nomination in 2010. And then you've got Eric Church, who scored a nomination in 2015, Carrie in 16, Stapleton in 16, and then Luke last year made his first appearance in the category. Last year in 2020, it marked the first time two solo female artists were competing for Entertainer of the Year since 1979, and it's happening again this year between Miranda and Carrie. So we are seeing a little bit more progress with the females in country music, and hopefully this will be the year. Loretta Lynn was the first female to be nominated for Entertainer of the Year and to win. She scored four nominations between 1971 and 1974, and she took home the honor in 1972. With crossover queen Olivia Newton-John's nomination in 1974, it would become the first time that two women were nominated in the same year. Following that, Dolly Parton would find herself as a nominee in 1976 and 1977 and taking home the honor in 1978. Crystal Gale notched two nominations in 78 and 79, losing out to Dolly and Barbara Mandrell. Barbara's dynamic live show and dabbling into network TV helped her become the first two-time winner of the Entertainer of the Year category. She's achieved six nominations in this category, second only to Reba, who has a career record of 10 total nominations. Reba would win in 1985, and then the Judds were the first duo to be nominated for the award, landing three nominations from 86 to 88. As country music's global dominance surged in the 90s, Kathy Mateo was the lone female nominee in 1990. With Reba returning as a nominee from 1991 to 95, it would be another four years until any females were nominated. Shania Twain became the first female winner since 1985 when she won at the Decades Inn in 1999. 
The Chicks were also nominated that year too, eventually succeeding in 2000 and getting a repeat nomination in 2001. Three-time CMA winner Faith Hill was also nominated in 2000. That was on the heels of her 8 million seller Breathe blockbuster release. As new performers ushered in, Taylor Swift, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, and female-fronted bands Sugarland and Lady A would become nominees in the 2000s. Taylor Swift is the latest female to win. She victoriously achieved wins in 2009 and 2011. So I definitely think the 2021 Entertainer of the Year category, I think any of those nominees could get it. I think any of those nominees deserve it. And I'm not going to get into my picks for who I want to win or who I think will win. Um, I've got an episode that'll be coming up later this fall as we move closer to showtime. But I have my fingers crossed that somebody finally gets this long-deserved honor. Moving right along to the male vocalist category, your nominees are Dirk Bentley, Eric Church, Luke Combs, Thomas Rhett, and Chris Stapleton. Dirk Bentley returns to this category, replacing Keith Urban, but Dirk's, he has nine nominations throughout his career for this award. He was first nominated for this award in 2006, so to be in the year 2021 and have him still receive nominations, that speaks a lot about his longevity, about his career, and I know I said I wouldn't say who I want to win, but my God... Come on, we have got to give Dirks this award. It's long overdue. We're seeing the side of Dirks that radio loves, critics love, the fans absolutely love it. So I think Dirks has kind of been on this hot streak for the past few years. If it's anyone's year, I would love it for it to be Dirks. But you do have some pretty heavy competition. You've got Eric Church, who has been nominated eight times. His first nomination was in 2012. You have your reigning Male Vocalist of the Year, Luke Combs. He has won it twice, and he's had four nominations overall. Thomas Rhett is looking for his first win. He's been nominated five years in a row, starting in 2017. And Chris Stapleton, he's got four wins in this category, and he's been nominated seven times. For Female Vocalist of the Year, Gabby Barrett, Miranda Lambert, Ashley McBride, Marin Morris, and Carly Pierce. So, so far, I haven't been super surprised by any of the nominations, but the female vocalist category, there is so much talent in Nashville and beyond for females in country music. So this category is really tough. Not everybody can be nominated. So of course, you know, there are some years when your favorites or even some of the bigger radio stars aren't going to be nominated. And we're seeing that this year. So you've got Miranda Lambert, who has a historic 15 nominations and seven wins in this category. Maren Morris is our reigning CMA Female Vocalist of the Year. She's been nominated six years in a row, and she won her first one last year. You have Ashley McBride, who scored her first nomination last year, and she's back this year. But new to the category are Gabby Barrett and Carly Pierce. And this is the first time since 1997 that two first-time nominees are appearing in a category. That happened with Leanne Rimes and Dina Carter when they both scored their first nominations back in 1997. So with this category, we are seeing Carrie Underwood's 15-year streak over. This is the first time in Carrie's career that she has not been nominated for Female Vocalist of the Year. You're also seeing Casey Musgraves. She 
won the award two years ago. She's been nominated since 2013. Casey's kind of like on an off cycle. She's got a brand new album that's coming out this week, actually. So could definitely expect her to return to this category next year. And, you know, there's other people who just kind of missed the cut. You've got people like Kelsey Ballerini, who we see have a lot of airplay, but this category, there's so much competition. Do they all deserve spots? Absolutely. Even people like Reba and Dolly, they are releasing some of the best music of their career, and this is just, there's a lot of politics involved. When you're on a big record label, it's easier to get the nominations. Um, somebody like Kelsey Ballerini, for example, you know, a lot of, she's got an amazing fan base. She has one of the most dedicated fan bases. So somebody like Kelsey, who's on a smaller record label, there's just more votes to go around in a bigger record label. And that's just the nature of the music business and how it goes. But it's great to see all of these females getting their well-deserved moments. It all can't happen at the same time, but it's so great for the ones that it is happening to. We're going to take a look at the vocal group of the year category. We're going to take a look at the vocal group of the year category. You've got Lady A, Little Big Town, Midland, Old Dominion, and Zach Brown Band. These nominations are almost identical to last year. However, Rascal Flats are out and the Zach Brown Band is in. This is the Zach Brown Band's 11th nomination in this category. You've got Lady A, who have won this award three times. It's their 14th nomination overall. Midland is still going really strong. This is their fourth year in a row being nominated. Old Dominion, they've won it the last three years, so they're looking for their fourth win. And Little Big Town, they've won this six times, and they've been nominated 15 times. And so with this year's nomination, they now tie Diamond Rio with the longest consecutive streak of nominations in this category. Vocal Duo of the Year. Again, we're seeing a lot of repeat nominees from 2020, and this one is exactly the same. You've got Brooks and Dunn, Brothers Osborne, Dan and Shay, Florida Georgia Line, and Maddie and Tay. Brooks and Dunn have been nominated for an historic, astounding 22 times. They've won it 14 times. Brothers Osborne, they've won it three. They've been nominated seven. Dan and Shay are the current winners, and they've been nominated eight times. Florida Georgia Line have been nominated nine times, and they've got three wins. And this is Maddie and Tay's seventh nomination in this category. New Artist of the Year. With this category, nominees, they can be nominated for this award twice in their career. So you're going to see three repeat nominees from last year. You've got Jimmy Allen, Ingrid Andrus, and Gabby Barrett. Also in this category, we've got Mickey Guyton and Hardy. With this category, we've got a well-rounded selection of nominees. Jimmy Allen, he is ruling the radio, especially with his latest single, Freedom Was a Highway with Brad Paisley. It's also interesting to see, you know, you know, we talk about radio so much in country music, but then you have people like Ingrid and Mickey who are putting up strong streaming numbers, kind of doing things a little differently without the aid of radio. So it's great to see them nominated. You've got Gabby Barrett, and then we have Hardy, who is one of the most in-demand songwriters in Nashville. He's also been nominated previously for the CMAs when he, he wrote Blake Shelton's huge hit, God's Country. Single of the year, your nominees are Chris Young with Kane Brown for Famous Friends. You've got an Eric Church nomination, Gabby Barrett with The Good Ones, 
One Night Standards from Ashley McBride and Starting Over from Chris Stapleton. And I will say that the only one that really surprised me was Famous Friends from Chris Young and Kane Brown. Not that I didn't expect to see it here, but or that I don't think it deserves to be here, but this song, I don't, I don't actually, I don't know if it's peaked at number one or if it just recently went to number one. I feel like with this song being so current, it's going to be very fresh in voters' minds and because it is on the radio all the time. And it's probably my favorite thing that Kane Brown has done so far. And it's great to see Chris Young getting some nominations. Again, he's somebody with a very dedicated fan base. So when you see somebody like Chris getting a nomination, obviously you are super excited for him, but you're also very happy for that dedicated fan base. We're talking about the ones who were calling in to Nashville Star back on the USA Network in 2006, somewhere around then when he was on that show. But all around, a good selection of nominees some very big radio hits. Definitely going to be this this category has kind of been surprising the last few years. Typically when you look at this category, you know, you are thinking about the song that maybe best represented country music on the radio in that year and typically the voters get it right when you look back in history, you know, you have songs like I Hope You Dance, you've got Wide Open Spaces, just those timeless kind of songs. So it'll be very interesting to see which song gets selected for this year. For the song of the year category, a lot of times the nominees in single and song, they kind of mirror each other. And that's what we see here in 2021. Um, Famous Friends is not in this category. However, Luke Combs, Forever After All, is that fifth nominee. And this is an award that goes solely to the songwriters. So unlike the ACMs, for the CMAs, the artist does not actually get a trophy for this category. It just simply goes to the songwriter. And I'm going to have to go back and look this up because it just kind of hit me right now. Every one of these songs is performed by the artist who wrote it. So typically, a lot of times in this category, you know, there'll be some awesome songs, some of the most timeless songs of country music, but the person who performed it didn't necessarily write it. But this year, they all are written and performed by the same person. So that's a little interesting fact. For Musical Event of the Year, this is an award that goes to the artists and producers. You've got By Dirt by Jordan Davis and Luke Bryan, Chasing After You from Ryan Hurd and Marin Morris, Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home, L. King and Miranda Lambert, Famous Friends, Chris Young with Kane Brown, and Half of My Hometown from Kelsey Ballerini and Kenny Chesney. And this is a category that sometimes you see Maybe something that you're not familiar with on radio or CMT or anything like that. A decent selection of songs this year. I think probably as far as radio, Chasing After You, Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home, Famous Friends. Those are kind of really big songs right now. So those are always going to be fresh in voters' minds. Half of My Hometown was a really great duet with Kelsey and Kenny. For Music Video of the Year, this is an award that goes to the artist and the director. We've got Chasing After You from Ryan Hurd and Marin Morris, Famous Friends from Chris Young and Kane Brown, Gone by Dirk Bentley, Half of My Hometown from Kelsey and Kenny, and Younger Me by the Brothers Osborne. Going to move into some categories that maybe you're not familiar with. This is an award that they don't actually show on television. The acceptance speeches, they typically do that prior to the award show, and they usually show a little snippet of the winners. 
but I am so excited about this category because for the radio broadcast personalities of the year, for the weekly national market, you have Kix Brooks with American Country Countdown, Lon Helton with Country Countdown USA, the Crook and Chase Countdown with Ann Crook and Charlie Chase, and you have Honky Tonkin with Tracy Lawrence and Country Gold with Terry Clark. I am just super excited to see Terry Clark and Tracy Lawrence in these categories. Terry has won an international CMA award. Tracy finally won in 2007-2008 with his duet with Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw, Find Out Who Your Friends Are. Their shows, specifically Terry and Tracy, they are so good. They are the best host. Their shows are so informative. They have a lot of great special guests and interviews, and they're playing your 90s and 2000s and your 80s country, and it's so good, and they just represent country music so well. I mean, there were so many acts in the 90s, and when you have five spots for an award and you have a lot of superstars from back in those days, like to see Terry Clark and Tracy Lawrence get these honors this far into their career, it just, it means so much as a fan to be able to see them be recognized because Terry Clark, she was nominated for CMA Female Vocalist 2003-2004, and she so deserved to win one of those. But just as a fan to see them nominated, it really, really means a lot. And then you've got your daily national show. You've got the Big D and Bubba show, Bobby Bones, CMT After Midnight with Cody Allen, the Leah show, and the Music Row Happy Hour. So a lot of great selections. And I've saved the category that I feel like is the most prestigious. I know Entertainer of the Year is the big award, but there's something about Album of the Year that just is a little bit heavier to me because you're talking about an entire collection of someone's work and yes there were some surprises in this category this is the one that i'm always excited to see who's been nominated 29 from carly pierce dangerous the double album from morgan wallen heart from eric church skeletons from brothers osborne and starting over from Chris Stapleton. Now, Eric has won in this category previously with Chief and Mr. Misunderstood. Chris Stapleton also has a few wins. But Carly Pierce, that one, that one surprised me. That is, because I think there's only seven tracks on that album, and I know that it has been absolutely gushed about all over social media. Carly has really stepped up into this whole new level of her career, which is exciting to see. But it was definitely a pleasant surprise to see her nominated. And some people will be surprised that Morgan Wallen did receive a nomination for Album of the Year. I don't see it as a surprise. I mean, just with the producers that he has on this, he's got five producers on the album. He has a lot of songwriters on the album, so there's a lot of people within the industry who worked on this album, so I'm not surprised to see this nomination. However, the one nomination, actually two, I, there was two albums that I was fully expecting to be nominated and really disappointed that they're not. Um, the first one would be the Marfa Tapes with Miranda Lambert, Jack Ingram, and John Randall completely expected that to get a nomination. Miranda's done extremely well in this category, so really surprised at no nomination for that. However, the one that I was most 
Personally disappointed not to see nominated was Alan Jackson's latest project, Where Have You Gone? I know that he did make it to that semifinal round of voting, so pretty disappointed not to see that on there because it's an incredible body of work. I just would have loved to see Alan Jackson be able to go to the show nominated, perform. It just would have been a good moment for country music because his album actually is country music compared to some of these projects that they're not straight ahead country. So it would have been nice to see something like this in the mix. But Alan is in the Country Music Hall of Fame. He's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He has more awards than most anybody will ever, ever achieve. But it just would have been nice to see his legacy rewarded some more because this album is so important. And I think having an album nominated for this, it's exposure. It's going to give more opportunities to people who may have never heard it when they see that it's, you know, not when they're watching the show and they see this album, they may not have realized this artist has an album out. So they're going to be curious because if these are the top five, you know, voted on by your peers within the industry, you're definitely going to listen because there's something special and significant about these albums. That's why I put so much weight on this category. And I will dive into these albums as CMA time approaches. And I don't know if I have a clear cut person who I think is going to win this. I think this is the award that everybody's going to have their eyes on on that night. So it's going to be very interesting to watch sales and streaming numbers. They don't necessarily just guarantee you the award. There's a lot of factors that go into this. When you look at all the musicians on all of these albums, there's just no way to tell who could take this home. But I'm very excited to dig in and kind of make a educated guess on who I think might take the award that night. But those are our nominees for the 55th annual CMA Awards. You've got a lot of first-time nominees. You've got Jordan Davis, you've got Mickey Guyton, Ryan Hurd. So it's cool and exciting for them to be recognized and I think this is going to be an incredible show this year. It was interesting how the nominations were announced this morning. Typically there's a lot of fanfare over the nominations typically and for as long as I can remember there's always been back in the late 90s 2000s they used to do press conferences where they would have artists read the nominees and then as the show moved to ABC there would be a spot on Good Morning America where they would reveal all of the nominees and this was the first year that they didn't do that and whether that's pandemic related or or not I don't know but it was interesting to see just the CMAs simply put out a video this morning on social media of like, here are nominees. So that was a first for me. I thought that was interesting. So seems like it's kind of a quieter year for the CMAs. Next few weeks, we're going to be learning who our host will be. You remember last year we had Reba and Darius Rucker. We're going to find out location of the show, performers, who's going to be presenting. All of those announcements will be made within the next few weeks. Um, of course, we're still waiting to see if fans, if there's going to be an audience. But of course, you can follow Country Music Road Trip. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Check out the website. Subscribe to the podcast because I have a lot of CMA-related episodes coming up. I will do deep dives into every single category. We're going to talk about favorite moments of previous shows like 
if you're like me and you have every single CMA show from the 90s like memorized in your head, I'm like going to go into deep dives with those. We're going to talk about what's coming up for 2021 on this year's show. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow. Come find me on Twitter. I want to know maybe what you were most surprised of with this year's nominations and if there's anybody you felt was left out of this of this year's nomination. So come find me and let's talk all about it. I will see you very very soon.